Do you know what it will entice you to clean? If your house smells like a beach afterward and it doesn't smell like, you know, cleaning products. Well, enter Clorox. They can transform your space into a tropical getaway by upgrading your cleaning routine with coconut scented Clorox Sentiva. It smells like coconut. It cleans like Clorox and it feels like inspiration. With a refreshing scent that will leave your home clean and fresh, elevating any room into an oasis. Now you can express your style and get shiny clean, get Clorox Sentiva at a nearby retail store, also available in grapefruit or lavender scents. This is Ashley Iconetti from the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast. The state of Tennessee is one of the few places where the sounds are just as breathtaking as the sights. Whether that's live music at a historic music venue, the crack of an open fire at a campsite in the wilderness, or hearing kids laughing as they explore what's right around the bend, Tennessee just sounds perfect. Start planning your trip at tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic, Onobotulinum Toxin A, and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and, and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look so, at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. All right, ladies, let's be real. Who here actually enjoys shaving their legs? Yeah, absolutely no one. I know this. Get this, Nair. Yes, Nair, the OG, has leveled up. They've got these new sensational shower creams and body creams that smell absolutely amazing. I know this is not the smell that you're thinking of from the 90s when your mom first pulled this out for you. These smells will light up your bathroom, honestly. They'll make your shower experience better. It smells like a spa, actually. Oh, yeah. And how do you know this? Well, I just, I mean, Nair's in the household. So anytime Nair's used, it smells like a spa. You probably don't even know what it does. It takes hair away. (laughs) It works in as little as three minutes. You don't have to bother with nicks, cuts, shaves, and the smooth lasts so much longer than shaving. You're also not going to have to deal with any of those shave bumps or anything like that because the bumps are just as annoying as the nicks, right? Nair's new sensational shower and body creams are free of all the nasty chemicals like phthalates and sulfates. So you can feel good about what you're putting on your skin and you could have a little bit of a me time moment with Nair, the number one hair removal brand. Smell for yourself. And as Ben, Ben smelled for himself and he likes it. It's Ben approved. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. 
Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it, Ben. Where did you hear this? On Smart Money Happy Hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all with 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. Ooh, you do not have to say more to get me into this. To check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous Podcast with iHeartRadio. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Almost Famous After the Final Rose show. Uh, We have so much to break down, and we're going to do it all with the runner-up of the hour, Justin Glaze. He's special, and he's going to have a lot of stuff to share. I mean, we're not going to take it easy on him. We got to find out the tea. We got to find out the juice. We got to figure out what in the world is going on behind the scenes of this show this season, because last night was anything but it was just wild. Like, there was just nothing about it that did not shock me, make me confused, and also make me cringe. Do you agree, Ash? There's a lot of ups and downs. It was like, I'm feeling good. Oh, I'm feeling bad again. Oh, yeah. what are we what going on? What's going on? Hold up. We got to say congratulations to Blake and Katie. It's a, you know what? It, it's, it was a wild episode of a lot of up and down, but congratulations to the couple. Uh, they seemed very happy last night, and that's something to celebrate. That was very that was very sweet when he had the boom boxes come out. That was a nice little romantic gesture. That was a great way to leave off the episode and have us feeling really good about their relationship. Yeah, it was special. Uh, Jessica didn't get it. it. She watched last night with me for the first time this season. And uh, she's like kind of peeked her head in at times when I'm watching. But this was like her first sit down with me and watch the whole thing. And so the boom boxes came out. She's like, I don't get it. And I was like, honey, you just haven't been around enough. <laughs> All right. Well, we are lucky enough to get Justin on the podcast. Uh, We haven't, you know, a lot of you have been talking about how you feel like you haven't known him. A runner up that you just that, you know, only had one one on one, didn't have a ton of screen time. So today you're going to get to know him better. So let's get Justin on the line. Justin, I feel like you um I've probably gotten a lot of annoying comments the past week or two about like, oh, it's obviously not Justin. Like he has no chemistry, no connection with Katie. And you kind of brushed over that in the live episode yesterday where you said there's a lot of things that you didn't that the audience didn't get to see with you and Katie. So how annoying has it been that you've been like this dark horse that nobody really believes in? Yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those things where, like, when you're in this environment and, you know, you're you're placed on a show like this, like, you have to have thick skin or you're not going to survive, right? So I don't really listen to the noise too much. It's impossible not to see it and hear it, right? Like, it's everywhere. Um, and it's, it, I mean, it can be frustrating for sure, but it's, it's just one of those things where, like, you literally, like, <laughs> can't defend yourself or say anything. So, like, I would just kind of, like, humorously like retweet some of these funny memes and just kind of brush over it. But the whole time I'm just there like 
you know, these people aren't in the house. They don't know what's going on. You know, um, they don't know the relationship that I had with Katie. Um, and to me, what matters more is, is what I know, um, you know, happened and, and what I felt and what Katie knows happened and what, and what she felt um, and everyone else that was watching. Um, you know, they weren't there, you know, and it's 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 easy to kind of um, look at like a lack of screen time or kind of just like latch on to like what's funny and trending. And I get it. And it's cool. But, you know, I kind of just sat back and, and hopefully over time people can see um, my personality and, and realize, um, you know, I was there for a reason. So the uh, the interesting thing, Justin, and I and I saw it last night and I think it is like the common joke and you've obviously seen the memes and things like were you shocked at all by still being there and if not then why were you expecting to be there what didn't we see in your relationship that made you confident that you could be there at the end yeah no no part of me doubted that i would be um there through hometowns um where I did get a little skeptical was after that, after, um, you know, as I said last night, after Greg and Michael left, just kind of watching those um, relationships unfold and, and seeing, um, you know, how broken Katie was over those, um, you know, in that moment, I remember, you know, talking to the producers and saying, Hey guys, like I, you know, I'm kind of torn because yeah, I'm one step closer to, to being with her, but you know, anything that I've had in life, um, you know, I've worked for and it's it's that much more gratifying when you feel like you've earned it. Right. And like I told her, it would have meant that much more if she handed me that rose. But I felt like I was there by default. And so I guess to answer your question, um, what wasn't seen, you know, I saw people kind of making fun of during my hometowns. Um, one part where I said, you know, there's nothing missing from our relationship. You know, there are there were a lot of things that were cut out that I was surprised were cut out. Um, you know, Katie and I. Um, <laughs> had a constant banter back and forth. We, we had a very similar sense of humor. We were always laughing, you know, on camera, off camera, um, keeping each other going, keeping our spirits high. Um, you know, the physical connection was there. Um, for my wedding date, everyone saw the, the dry part, you know, where, <laughs> where I had to like come up with these vows and like, yeah, it's awkward. Right. Um, but there was a whole second part after that, where we had like a honeymoon suite, portion of the day where we kind of just be fun and, and goofy and um, also explore like, you know, that physical side, which, which um, we had a strong connection in that facet as well. Um, and then, you know, we, we also were able to, which didn't come until later in our relationship, um, we're able to, you know, be serious and, and have important, meaningful conversations with each other. Um, some of which were aired as you saw during the, the night portion of my hometown where Katie shared, you know, something very important with, with her family. But, you know, I also shared things about my family that, that weren't aired. So we had that trust and that connection as well. Yesterday during the live show, you said that you felt like, like you didn't get enough time. You're kind of like cheated out of time with her. What were you referring to in that moment? Like you didn't get a full enough chance. You said, Oh, right. Yeah. So I was referring to um, the fantasy suite day. So, so you would have wanted it even after what went down with Blake before you? No. Um, you know, I, I told her it's tough, right? I, I told her that I, I, I certainly respect that she was honest with me and let me know how she was feeling and didn't waste my time. Right. I guess where I was coming from is and, and it wasn't up to me, but I was curious, you know, let's say the roles were reversed, the order was switched and I had gone before Blake, you know, what could that whole day potentially night done for us, 
you know, then where she could have had, you know, Blake for the whole day, whole night, and then kind of, you know, see where each relationship was after that. Because, you know, one of the things I asked her in that moment was, hey, I totally respect that, you know, and I thank you. Um, one question I have is, you know, was there any, because my hometown was just a few days before that. And I said, you know, was there any point throughout this journey where you started to realize, okay, I'm, I'm gravitating towards Blake. And she said, no, it literally was not. And she told me it was not until that prior night, that night before she said, up until this morning, I wanted to go throughout this day with you. Mm -hmm. She said, it wasn't until last night where I had that moment of clarity and I knew. Okay. I can see how that lingers with you. Yeah. So that, you know, I, and again, I'm, I'm the type of guy where I'm like, just, you know, shoot it to me straight, be honest. And I, and I can live with that. I can take that. Right. And if she had said, you know, yeah, at a certain point, you know, I've, I've been leaning towards, you know, these relationships and it's like, okay, cool. I, I see how I wouldn't have, our relationship wasn't, you know, as strong as it, it, you know, needed to be. But, you know, just when I hear that it wasn't until the night before, it just leaves you thinking, okay, well, you know, if, if I went first, you know, could we have gone? And I'll never know, um, but that's where I was coming from. We we obviously saw you pretty torn up uh, last night, and uh, it it makes sense to why. But what what about when you're sitting in that moment with her on the couch? Uh, why did those emotions run deep, especially after kind of seeing how her Blake and and Katie's relationship had progressed? Yeah, it's um, it's tough because. Um, you know, when you watch everything back, it just, you know, you literally go back to that moment in time, like on the steps of the gazebo. And I'm like, I know exactly how I was feeling, like, um, about the whole situation. Right. And I'm the type of guy where I don't really put myself out there for too many people. And I know how much of myself I poured into this. And, um, you know, like I said, to just relive that moment of it coming to that screeching halt, um, was tough, you know, because, and I'm not, and, and I don't regret a single thing, you know, if I could do it all over again, I would do it the exact same way, but it's just, you know, it sucks, you know, giving so much of yourself, um, and to not, um, yeah. And to not, you know, end up the way you wanted to, it's, it's a tough pill to swallow. So you wanted, we obviously watched and, and it's not that interesting here to talk about other relationships. We watched the difficulty <laughs> when you pick out a ring. If that would have been you, you were confident that Katie was somebody that you wanted to spend your life with. I told, I told her, I told, you know, production the, the whole way I said, I can see myself. And I know people talk about how short amount of time in, in the real world it is, but you guys know how expedited this is and how, um, how much the time means and how quickly things can kind of elevate feelings wise. Right. And coming off that hometown, I knew where I was with Kate and I said, okay, we have the same level, if not more of a, of a fantasy suite date night where I can, you know, ask some questions that off camera that I need, you know? Um, and I said, yeah, you know, we can, we can get there in my eyes right now, looking back and seeing her other relationships, you know, yeah, I'm not naive. Like there's, there's probably there's no chance, right? Like she, she was, she was further along with, with some of those relationships. So, you know, everything happens for a reason and um, things ended the way they were supposed to. So I can live with that. Your parents have been together for 30 years, but they didn't quite believe that you could get there. 
as quickly as mm -hmm. you feel like you can get there while on the show. Um, did it hurt mm -hmm. to not have their support when it came down to hometowns? And uh, did they have any regrets for not showing up for you? Yeah, so I, I'm, I'm glad you asked. So I, I do want to clarify um, one thing. I have two extremely loving, caring, and, and supportive parents. And I think it's so easy, again, for people, you know, who are just watching to lose sight of fact um, of one, we're in the middle of a pandemic. Not everyone wants to fly to New Mexico um, and two, have to quarantine for over a week and take off of work. Not everyone is able to do that. And that's my parents and my brother. Um, and not everyone is comfortable being televised on national television, you know? Um, so these are all important factors to consider. And, you know, people can say what they want about me. That's one thing, but, you know, it doesn't upset me to, to hear people who don't know me or my family jump to conclusions uh, about their lack of support. You know, one thing that I've always appreciated about my parents is um, their honesty and they'll always give me their honest opinion um, and that tough love. And that's exactly what it was. You know, they're not going to sugarcoat anything. They're going to speak their mind and, and tell me exactly how they feel. And that's real. And that's the realness. And that's where I get it from. Um, and I wouldn't want it any other way. And to be honest, I didn't expect them to, to that's exactly what I expected, you know, from them. Um, but I know my parents and if that's, if things had worked out where I was with Katie, you know, I told her, you know, that their lack of, of showing up was not reflective of their disapproval for her or, or anything like that. You know, I wanted to make that clear to her. And if I had brought her back to Baltimore, I'm sure they would have saw everything that I saw in her and, and they would have supported it. Justin, one question. We're going to take a break here in just a second, take a breather and come back. But one question before we do to kind of lighten up the mood and, and switch gears for just a second. Uh, your facial expressions. Did you know you had them? Did you know they were so amazing? Uh, and did you know that they would become the talk of everything? You were my favorite character for multiple reasons. You're a good dude. But also because I just liked watching you uh, and then laughing <laughs> at everything that your face was saying. Yeah. Um... <laughs> All right. So first question. I was aware that I was expressive growing up. I've always been told like, Oh my God, you have such an expressive face. You know, you wear your expressions on your face. And I'm just, I never thought anything of it. I'm like, Oh, it's just me. Like I, I've never seen myself on TV. I don't look in the mirror when I tell you, know what I mean, I just, I just, this is me. I just do me. Right. And so watching back on TV, I'm like, you know, first episode, I'm like, damn, I'm like, all right. Like, you know, I see what people are talking about now. And then when it picked up, I was like, Oh my God, like yeah. I am not like my face is out of control. And it's crazy. Cause some people are like, is he just doing it for the cameras? But all my friends and family text me like, yo, this is you. <laughs> like we've been telling you this for years. And I'm like, you guys didn't tell me I look like this. Like I look nuts, <laughs> but no, it, it's funny. Like I, so where it came from, like, I was also the type of guy where I was like, I'm not coming in this house to start any drama. I'm not going to stick my nose in any drama that doesn't involve me. So I'm more of that, like, if anything, I'm like that hermit, the frog meme with the tea. Like, I'm going to just sit in my corner and watch yeah. y'all act up and, you know, <laughs> and react, You're like, I'm going to so. watch, not say anything, but say exactly what I'm <laughs> saying through my face, which is the best way of I'm, doing I'm it for try, us. I'm it's so much yeah. safer. It's yeah. so I'm much safer. How I feel. But yeah, right. Stay good out of it, you. but still stay in it. Yeah, yeah, good for you, Justin. Well, hey, let's take a break here. We're going to come back with Justin and talk a lot more 
about this season of The Bachelorette, his experience, and then also, if he's upset, he's not going to paradise. We'll be back with the Almost Famous Podcast. What keeps baby skin healthy? A diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works, and for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic, and they're free of parabens and latex. All that, so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin, for trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it. Where did you hear that rumor, Ben? Oh, Smart Money Happy Hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all. With 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. So like how to budget for a hot date in Malta like Joey went on? <laughs> yeah. Or how to baby step your way to being a millionaire before you're 35. Oh, okay, I'm looking at this episode on how much people spend on dating apps. So one guy is spending $499 a month. He should really apply for The Bachelorette. <laughs> <laughs> or this one episode, which is what our Amazon purchase history says about us. Why don't you just go and tap that subscribe button, Ashley? Um, say less. This is really, really interesting. So to check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. Just search Smart Money Happy Hour and hit that subscribe button, which I just did. Your wallet and your next road trip will thank you. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I, I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, if no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on Wasp. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. They burned us and subject us to really horrible, uh, cruel and unusual punishment. After my personal experience at Provo Canyon School, I was shocked to learn that a man named Robert Litchfield, a man who got his start at the school that I went to, would go on to create a multi-million dollar empire. He was trying to brand us. So we were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. 
the Worldwide Association of Specialty Programs and Schools. They prey on, you know, a parent's really natural and beautiful love for their children in a really, really, unfortunately, effective way. At this time in my life now, if someone presented this program to me, and not just because I've already experienced it, sham, scam, beware. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Justin, let's not talk about you for a second. Let's talk about Greg. How close were you to him in the house? And were you surprised at what went down? Yeah, Greg. Uh, Greg is one of my absolute best friends, uh, not only in the house, but outside of um, the house that like in the real world, <laughs> like we're still that's one of my best friends. Um, and so I was extremely surprised um, and shocker. I can't hide it. You know, when Caitlin told us, I'm like, what? Like, say that again. Like, I, because, you know, you try your best not to think about the other relationships, but I mean, you see the date cards get passed out, the one-on-ones there's, there's no secret that everyone saw Greg as kind of a, a front runner. Right. Um, and to see, <clears throat> um, to see it in that way was just totally, totally unexpected. Yeah. I mean, how did how do you interpret what happened? Because it's like 50 50 amongst like the Bachelor Nation audience. I did a poll. It was like, do you think this is a reaction from past trauma or do you think this is him gaslighting and trying to get out of a situation by turning it on its head, basically, and like blaming her for like what he's feeling? How what what do you think happened in his head? Yeah, I've. um you know, I've tried to look at it from both lenses. Um, and, you know, just knowing the type of guy that Greg is, um, he's, he's a really good dude. And he, he is a passionate guy. And I think that he was so invested in that relationship. And, and I can't blame him, quite honestly. Like, if I were Greg and I poured my heart out like that, and received essentially nothing when i'm at a point where i'm considering getting down on one knee i'd be questioning a whole hell of a lot as well and knowing myself you know and how i've reacted to things in the past that haven't been the greatest you know i can't say that i you know would have you know there's no script to this what people don't a lot of people don't realize you know you you act off of emotion you act in the moment and something sometimes you say and do things that you may regret, right? And I think 
the combination of not getting the validation that he may have been looking for coupled with, yeah, maybe not being fully healed from the trauma of the passing of his dad, right? And and kind of pairing that with the, the high intensity and stress of this environment may have caused him to handle things in a way that I'm sure he would look back and say, okay, I, I could have done that differently. On the flip side, I'm sure Katie also looks at, you know, a lot of how this has gone down, you know, not only that situation in terms of, you know, I'm sure she would have given him a little bit more there, right? But then also, um, last night after the final rose, I'm sure there's a lot of things that they would both do differently um, to have a conversation and not kind of turn it into this um, this yelling match that you know that it that it unfortunately turned into. Emotions were high last night. It was one of the, it was actually one of the hardest segments I've ever watched from this show. Uh, just like feeling mm-hmm. like we always talk about it. Just there's, there's moments on the show where you feel like you shouldn't be there in the room, like. <laughs> I'm not, I yeah. should not be invited in this. And last night I felt like that. Like they had a lot to hash out and there's a lot of passion behind that conversation, a lot of hurt and a lot of pain. And it's interesting um, because your conversation with Katie went so, just was so much different. And, and I know we could highlight some of the reasons why, but what about the conversation with Greg? Like, why was that one so heated and yours felt so calm and collected and like almost just, it was healing, but it was like almost just more emotional. Yeah, well, I, um, you know, obviously cannot speak for Greg or Katie in terms of the level of emotion. Um, and I guess, you know, animosity, whatever you want to call it, that, that they may have had towards each other with the manner in which things ended. I think, you know, it, it all stems back from from how it ended on the show, right? You know, the conversation between Katie and I um, ended in a calm manner. Right. So you look at AFR, our closure conversation, whatever you want to call it, was also calm. You look at the way things with her and Greg ended on the show, not calm. And then AFR, also not calm. And I think, you know, when you leave the show and you don't, we don't talk to Katie. Right. So they haven't had a chance to kind of talk off the record and hash things out and, you know, kind of, there's no game planning how you want to go into it. You know, you kind of, as much as you think you've left the emotion that you had, you know, back in, in Albuquerque, you know, you know, when you're on the internet and you, you know, you're watching the episodes play back and, you know, you're backstage, all those, those same emotions come back. And I think that's what led to, um, to what we saw last night, unfortunately. Do you think it's fair for me to say that what Greg really wanted Katie to do and the only thing that was going to satisfy him in that moment was to say, okay, I'm going to leave with you. Like, you're the one. I'm going to end this right now for you. I don't think he wanted her. I mean, anyone who goes on the show kind of knows how how it is, right? Like, But he seemed angry at the fact that she was playing the Bachelorette role last night. Yeah, I think he's coming from a point where he's upset. Like he doesn't want to hear when you, when you are that late in this process and you're considering marrying somebody, you don't want to hear somebody tell your mother, he has a rose next week. He's number one on my list. You know, you don't, it's not about where you rank with other guys. It's like, okay, like, do you see a future with me or not? And hear what I'm telling you about how I feel about you and give me something. And I know a lot of people are like, well, he got the first impression rose. He got, you know, validation every week. And like, Again, it's it's easy for people who aren't in that environment to understand that. But I I know the conversations that I needed to have with Katie to 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 feel confident enough to to get down on one knee. And if I were Greg 
and I spilled my heart out like that and got nothing in return. I, I don't know. I don't know how that would have changed my feelings. I don't know. And, um, you know, I'm not Greg, so I can't validate or invalidate his feelings. Like I said, I've, I've looked at it from both lenses and I can see the right and wrong on both sides. A hundred percent. Um, a hundred percent. I think, like I said, I think there's things that they both, you know, wish they could have done differently. So to be able to get down on one knee, you had to have some conversations. And so if we were to stri- if we were just directly ask you, by the way, side note, Jessica watched her very first episode last night of the season and your last outfit, the white shirt with the like sweater coat. She loved it. She yeah. said it was incredible. <laughs> she, she said that looks so good. So you should just know that. Um, but you gotta get, you gotta let go when you're about to get done. Yeah, that's, Hey, that is, that is a strategy. At least oh, had that strong. strategy a few years ago. Um, well, <laughs> Justin, I want to ask you then, um, after all this has played out, you sit here today, you've had some time to think, you've had some time to heal. If I were to ask you right now, do you believe that you were ready to propose to Katie? Do you believe that you would have done it? What would your answer be? In that moment, are you asking me now or are you asking me yeah, how I felt Yeah, after then? processing through everything, from, from how you felt then to watching everything played out, do you believe that would have, one, been the right decision, and two, were you ready for it then? Uh, was I ready? Was I ready for it then? Yes. Would it have been the right decision? Looking back now, no. Going off of that, you know, we see Blake. Two kind of two things here. One, how would you feel if you were Blake and a week or not even a week, like a day, two days earlier, your fiance said that somebody else was number one. Hmm. Okay, Good question. <laughs> um, no, that's a very valid question. And um, yeah, I think, uh, you know, I've, I've heard Tasha speak on it, you know, in terms of watching everything back with Zach. And, and I'm sure with any couple, you know, that ends up in a proposal, it's hard to watch back and see all the relationships. But this scenario specifically, I'm sure it was very tough. I would imagine it was tough for Blake to see um, because I know how I felt watching everything back, you know, feeling like I was potentially, you know, kind of just there by default. I can't imagine seeing the same reaction um, with Greg and Michael and then ultimately being the one that ends up with her. Right. Like um, I know I just said a a little moment ago, this, um, this ex, but a timeline is, is one that only people that go through this experience can, can relate to. But even that is, uh, seems, you know, like a, a very expedited, uh, timeline in terms of, um, you know, potentially wanting to book the flight and, and go home to then, you know, um, a few days later, um, you know, confessing love again. Um, I'm not Blake. I'm not Katie. Um, who am I to, you know, give my stamp of approval or, you know, give my, you know, validation for how quickly her feelings can change and where her heart lies. Um, all I can go off of is, you know, what she says and, you know, and, and what we saw on TV and, um, and that's that. But if I, if I was Blake, it, it'd probably be uh, pretty tough to watch. I understand that. I understand the different emotions. I understand, obviously, staying open to relationships and having feelings for multiple people. I, I don't 
question that. I think, yeah, the big thing that maybe one day when we talk to Katie, the answer, the question is like, Hey, you're ready to go home. Like you're ready just to throw in the towel and say, I'm done with this whole thing. And then a few days later, that's where things get a little different and where I can't necessarily relate from my experience is like, I was never ready to give up. If anything, I was overwhelmed by the, uh, enormous emotions I was feeling and trying to Mm -hmm. decipher through that. So that is an interesting question and an interesting point. Now, for as much as Ashley and I can relate with your experience, there's moments and there's things about this season that we can't relate with, right? We had a whole different host, uh, and you had two uh, mentors on your season, uh, Caitlin and Tasha. What was that? Uh, like how, how would you explain their kind of interaction with the men? Did they come in and check on you? Did you have a close relationship with them? You know, I know with Chris, when he was a part of the show, the contestants, at least when we got down to the final few, uh, we got fairly close. He would check in on us, mentor us, talk to us. Did you have that with Caitlin and Tasha? Yeah, they would come in um, and, and talk to us. Um, you know, they were always there, um, willing to, you know, have conversations with us, kind of, you know, one off in a group setting, you know, field any questions, you know, whatever it may be. The the bulk of their time um, was obviously spent with with Katie. Um and I think, you know, even, you know, watching it back, I think that they have a perspective um, that is very unique and valued um, for the show that they were obviously able to, to offer Katie, you know, um, I don't know anything about Chris, you know, but I, I don't sort of have been able to navigate the whole sitting on the bathroom floor conversation with Katie, you know, so you mm-hmm. look at moments like that mm-hmm. yeah. and you see how, um, how they were able to add so much value to this, yeah. um, to this season. And then I'm sure they'll do the same thing with Michelle and, and whatever's beyond. Um, but I've had nothing but fantastic interactions with both Caitlin and Tasha. They've always been extremely kind and supportive um, and there. So I, I've got nothing but great things to say about both of them. I think they did a fantastic job and even post, you know, post show, um, you know, they've, they've checked in with me, you know, mm-hmm. we've, we've talked and, um, so it's not just like, a, you know, from what I've seen is it, you know, they're not, they, they weren't there for in, in, you know, just as hosts. And then, you know, that's it, you know, I still have, you know, somewhat of a, a relationship with them after the show, which, which I didn't expect, um, which, but has been, um, incredible. And I appreciate them for it. So, one of my issues with last night was that like we were coming off the low of Greg. Then she recovers and like falls in love with, you know, expresses her love for Blake and it feels like a happily ever after. But then they bring us low again with like 20 minutes of concentrating on Blake, Blake's hesitance towards proposing. And then when it got to the proposal, to me, it felt like he was so hesitant um, it almost felt like he was just giving into the pressure and it wasn't necessarily what he wanted to do. What was your take on Blake's um, decision to propose? Um, yeah, I, um, I mean, Blake, you know, I will say, you know, from the second Blake came in, it, it, it did feel like his objective you know, was to, you know, make it to the end and, and, you know, propose to Katie, you know, he's uh, very close with uh, Brendan from the house and, and Brendan, you know, cause if, you know, some, some of the guys are of course skeptical, you know, Blake coming halfway through um, and Brendan, you know, was kind of the guy to reassure everyone, you know, even back home, he's um, you know, he always talked highly of Katie, so you know, they, they knew each other. 
Yeah, they yeah they they grew up together, so they they knew each did, other. Did Blake help Brendan get on the show? Uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know about that. Um, but I think he did know Brendan was gonna was gonna go on. And um, it's weird, right? Because I think about my friends and like in the real world, like if one of my friends pulled up <laughs> on me when I'm trying to date a girl, I'm, hmm. you know, <laughs> like like <laughs> you know. Uh, um, but I guess this is, you know, I, I mean, I asked, I asked Blake, um, early on, just, you know, out of curiosity, you know, I, you know, I love Brandon, you know, and I, and I know he wouldn't vouch for, for Blake and I, and Blake's a good guy. Um, and, you know, one of the questions I had was, um, you know, if you were that interested, just out of curiosity, why not try to, to date her, you know, in, in real life and, you know, why come on the show? And Katie had actually come in. I think they showed it. She came in and told us, you know, when she decided to keep Blake, she said that, you know, he DM'd her after her season just to kind of congratulate or whatever. And she said she wasn't interested in him, um, you know, whatsoever. But, you know, he ended up being there and, and we know how to all folks. But uh, anyway, back to your question. I, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think that was Blake's objective from the jump to, to, to propose. I think it's a scary moment for anyone. You know, I've, I've never experienced that, but if I feel like even if I were dating somebody for five years and I was picking out rings, like I'd probably, you know, come pretty close to myself. Just like, <laughs> you know, this is like, you know, this is, it's a, it's a, it's a huge moment in your life. You know, like you are about to get down on one knee and ask someone to marry you and spend the rest of your life with them. It's a scary moment. Um, so I can't blame him for coming off as, as nervous or, or hesitant. You know, you know, it's not something you just kind of do on a whim and say, Oh, like, here we, let, let's just do it and see what happens. You know, that, at least that's not how I would approach it. It's a big moment. He seemed really nervous. It seemed like a lot was going through his head and I was, you know, and watch and Ashley's right. Like watching the show last night, the emotions, even from the viewer was odd because like we have her, her wanting to leave into you know, ending things with you to after she falls in love with Blake and then a day or two days later, he's proposing to her and it was, and he's nervous about it. It's like, this feels like a lot for like mm -hmm. a, a week's time. Like it just feels heavy. It feels like too much is happening. Um, so quickly. I actually didn't think they were going to get, he said a weird thing and, and you guys like Justin, if you could put on your hosting uh, cap here for a second, uh, we picked up on something weird at the proposal where he goes, I, I, I can't give you what you want or something like that. Which is and the then world. Goes, like, yeah. yeah. You deserve more like the world. Something like, he said, I can't give you what you want because you. You deserve be the world. Because you deserve the world. And I was like, I don't know what but that means. I think that was his really bad attempt of like doing that switcheroo where it's like the girl's I, supposed to be disappointed uh, for a second. And then all of a sudden I, it's like the greatest news of her life. You know, you know, like I feel like as yes. yeah, the pivot, as that I, was the pivot. As I, watched, as I watched that, I was like, I feel like he's trying to like pump faker, but, but yeah. it didn't come off right. Like <laughs> it, it was weird. Yeah. yeah, he like pump faked all of us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> got, got me off my feet. I, I was off my feet. Like when I watched it, I was like, "Oh, he's not gonna do it." Mm -hmm. Like, and just because, like, yeah, the whole buildup of like, you know, Katie's like, you know, she spills her heart out. You're like, yeah, okay, okay. And then Blake, you know, he just there's like this long pause, and then yeah, he says, "I can't give you what you want." I'm like, well, 
there's no way to come back from that, right? Like if you can't get what you want. Yeah. Like, yeah, it was so weird. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, was... see, I think I see what he was trying to do, but I mean, Blake, uh, uh, you know, Blake, he's a, he's, he's a good dude, but you know, guy might not be the smoothest, but. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was, it, we watched it and Jessica goes, what? Wait, he's not going to do it like that. She's like, what? What is this show? She doesn't watch yeah. very often, but when she does, she gets into it a little yeah. bit. Um, Justin, just a final couple questions for you here. One is, uh, I'm going to ask you two back to back. One, uh, are you going? Are we going to see you on Michelle's season? Because we saw how it worked out with Blake <laughs> uh, coming back on to Katie's season. The second is, are you interested in being The Bachelor? Oh my goodness. Um, are you going to see me on Michelle's season? Don't hold your breath. <laughs> don't hold your breath don't hold your breath um yeah it's it it is a lot that that process is a lot to go through um you know and i i yeah it's it's a lot um and your second question do i want to be the bachelor <laughs> are you interested not do you want to be because that's obviously from this season that seems like a bad question nowadays are you interested yeah, right <laughs> I don't know. You know, I've, I've been asked and, and this is my, my honest answer. I, I really don't know. Um, because I can see, obviously as, as tough as it was for me as a contestant to go through this whole process, you know, I can only imagine <clears throat> how hard I saw how hard it was for Katie to go through this, you know, and, and, um, you know, I, I empathize with her, um, and, and a lot of the things she had to, to overcome and I always commended her strength for, but like, that is a, um, that's a tough role to play. I mean, you, you know, it's, it's, it's not easy. Right. And there's a lot of pressure. There's a lot of expectations and, you know, something that I've had to come to grips with even going through this is like, you can't make everybody happy and that's okay. Like not everyone's going to love you. Um, people are always going to find something um to pick out but it's just like for me i don't know if that is you know the i don't i don't know if that's if that's the best thing for me i, I don't know um i think i need to kind of sit and and process everything that has transpired you know and if that is an opportunity that was presented to me i feel like it's one that i truly wouldn't even start to really truly dig into considering unless it was actually offered to me. I wouldn't be opposed to it, but it's not something I'm like, Oh my God, I hope they call me. You know, I'm not, wait I'm not sitting by my phone waiting for that call. Um, so we'll see. Um, I'm assuming, well, actually I should not assume anything. Did they ask you to do paradise? Uh, yeah. And yeah. now I'm assuming that you weren't ready to do it. Cause the turnaround would have been extremely quick for you. And like the emotional Jeez, recovery. It would have been like a couple of days. Yeah. It? it would have been a while. <laughs> literally, literally. Like I, I wouldn't have even unpacked my suitcase uh, without quick to turn around. Like it was, it was nuts. Um, it was way too quick of a turnaround for me. And I mean, I, <laughs> I'm not the type of guy, like I'm not trying to waste anybody's time. And, you know, I told them, like if I go to that beach, like I, like I'm not ready to with everything that I just a couple of things, right? Like with everything that I just kind of poured out and all the time and effort that I devoted to my relationship with Katie, I'm like I can't turn around and do that for somebody else um, right away. Mm -hmm. And not only that, but you know I think one of the cool things about Paradise is typically you know who the characters are, right? Like, you know, who you're looking forward to seeing, you know, what most of the people are about. 
the girls in that beach don't know anything about me. You know, they may have seen my like ugly headshot, but like they don't know my personality. They don't know anything about me. And I just like, I didn't have the energy to like start from scratch and like kind of re-explain who I am, what I'm about, you know? So it was just, it was too quick. And, and I, yeah, I wouldn't have been able to, to give it um, my best effort. And I didn't want a different version of myself, you know, to to be seen because I wasn't in the right headspace to to take on something like that. It looks wild. Paradise's like preview looked absolutely crazy. You're gonna have a blast watching your buddies make fools of themselves because oh, they I do. <laughs> and I've been in that seat before, and it's it's one of the most fun viewing experiences of your life. Uh, and if you're not the bachelor, I, I hope to see you on Paradise one day. Uh, to close up here, you know, Ashley always does a great job. Uh, preparing these questions for you justin thank you for joining us thank you for chatting i appreciate uh, you all having me yeah wish you the best the most healing you're a good dude you're a good catch uh and uh i'm, I'm glad that we got to watch on this season okay i'm gonna pass it off to ashley uh thanks a lot man thank you okay so we do fun questions like who's your celebrity crush oh this is a t- oh. uh my celebrity crush people always ask me this and like, I've never really, I've honestly like never really had one to be quite honest with you. I know. I, I, like, I don't, I don't, I, I know it's such a lame answer. It's such a lame answer. I mean, come on, you're going through a magazine. You're going through an S weekly. Who are you looking at a little bit longer? Um, <laughs> uh, this is a, <sighs> Can I come back? Yes, you can come back. What's your sorry, favorite movie? Sorry. Ooh, law, law-abiding citizen. Okay. If you were to go to paradise, which Bachelor alum would you want to see there? Um, yeah, I know she probably wouldn't come. Um, and I, you know, have my hesitations about going on paradise. But if there's one person that could, uh, that could make me pull up to the beach, it'd be Bree Springs. Oh, that's a great answer. And we are so disappointed to see that she wasn't there. Her that may, you know, I, I may, I may have uh, found a little bit more energy if they told me she was going to be there. Um, Interesting. It was, a, it was a, it was a, it was a pass for me. Heard that she was hanging out with your buddy, Greg in New York city. Platonically. Hmm. Platonically. Interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not interesting trust me yeah uh, no i mean like i get it like you see a picture of the two of them and like at face value people jump to conclusions i mean brie one for one brie's in a relationship oh. um but also just in it unfortunately i hope she's happy oh, i was gonna say were they trying to set you up with her <laughs> uh uh i mean if she wasn't in a relationship maybe uh I'm gonna have to borrow that that uh, little letter from Andrew S. and let her know I'll be here. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> but no, I uh, I mean Greg, they both live in New York, and you know when you both exp- like it's just like you guys know how it is. Like you, it's a network of of yeah. of friends, right? Like yeah. you talk to each other, you know, you live down the street from each other. You're gonna hang out, and it wasn't just them. There was a group of friends, and so you know people need to just simmer down and. <laughs> Give my boy a break. Okay. Um, who would be the guy from your season that like, imagine this is like, I am legend. You're like the only living person in the city just trying to survive. 
Who would you want to be by your side in that moment? Like who would get you through Armageddon? That is a fantastic question. Honestly, I think um, (laughs) for a couple of different reasons, I'd say Brendan. Okay. I'd say, I'd say Brendan for a couple of reasons. Brendan, uh, Brendan will definitely go to war for any of us. Um, I don't know this scenario that we would, that, where this would be beneficial, but I feel like Brendan has like the best immune system out of the group with just <laughs> the toxicity that he puts in his body. So I feel like he's just like ready for whatever. <laughs> Does that mean he drinks a lot? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's Canadian. He, he, I mean, I guess it's the Canadian. He can, the, the guy can toss it back for sure. But no, nah, he, uh, uh, he'll go to, he'll, he'll go to battle uh for anything so i'd want nothing by my side plus he's a firefighter in training so that could be beneficial as well secondly who would be the person that you'd on (laughs) that you'd be paired with in armageddon but then you'd be like honestly i'd rather be alone than be with you (laughs) (laughs) um trey because I feel like not because I, mean, I love trade to death, obviously, but I feel like we would just like, we would joke around so much that it would, we'd be so vulnerable and like, and not make it, you know what I mean? We just like, we'd have too good of a time, you know, uh, I just, we'd lose sight of, of, yeah, I just, I think we'd be too vulnerable. Did you guys do the accents together? uh no well so like there were a couple different accents that floated around i really like the one that Uh, was on mentel all like the very snobby british one oh that was yes so greg um has like an alter ego Mm -hmm. uh gregory james (laughs) and gregory james is a prolific poet oh and i wish you guys could see this like oh my god this is so fun like he would just it would be like, what do they call them, stanzas? There would be like three line, four line, just quick hitting poems that were actually fire. And it would be like related to like what's going on in the house. Like, and it'd be so dumb that you're like, this is actually a masterpiece. And he would never, like, you would ask him to recite the poem. He wouldn't do it unless he was ready to do it. You would ask him to write one. And he would just be like, the time is not now. And you'd be like, okay, like, and nobody ever, you don't question Gregory James. And there was one time where he's literally, we're outside and I had been begging him to write a new poem for me, right? I was in one of the rooms. He was outside from around the corner. I just, I didn't even know he was around the corner. He's like, come now. And I'm like, <laughs> the hell? And I, I, go, I started running. I'm like, that's Gregory James. I'm like, he goes, sit and just, re- and just recites this fire poem. And I'm like, and then he just drops the pen, drops the paper, flips his hair and walks off. I'm like, oh my God. This, I think I like Gregory James more than I like Greg. This is I the wish, stuff I, we need to see on TV. I know. Ugh. I wish it would have came you, out like, last night, like right in the middle of Katie just being so upset. <laughs> all of a sudden he just totally switches course and drops like some wild <laughs> poem on her. That would be good TV. That would be awesome. I would have, um, I would have died. He would have won all the audience back with that. Oh, that, uh, amazing. that was the ultimate oh, yeah. move. You know what? I bet you he's kicking himself that he didn't do that. <laughs> that would have stunned that would have stunned everyone in the best way possible. Like <laughs> standing up, like he would have gotten to stand it up. And he would do it with like he would just like cross his legs and like twirl his like Merlot and just uh, it was like it's a whole it's a whole thing. Yeah. I love that. And I'm excited for the headlines from this podcast that get picked up and it's gonna be 
Justin talks about Greg's alter ego. That's going to be a headline. (laughs) (laughs) That's going to be good. Say what you want about Greg, but get to know Gregory James. That's right. (laughs) Okay. Well, I could ask another rapid fire, but I feel like that is the way to end this podcast. Yeah, so, so Justin, thank great, you so ben, you're much. Right. Great, great rapid fire questions. Oh, those were, yeah. those weren't, those like weren't surface level. Those were good. Oh, thank no, you. She's, she's, good. she's talented. I'm telling you, she yeah. makes money uh, hosting and there's a reason why. She's pretty good <laughs> yeah, at I it. Yeah, I see. I see. Thanks, guys. Hey, Justin, That's thanks, awesome. buddy. All right, thanks for having me. Appreciate Bye. you. What keeps baby skin healthy? a diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works, and for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic, and they're free of parabens and latex. All that, so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin, For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it. Where did you hear that rumor, Ben? Oh, Smart Money Happy Hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all. With 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. So like how to budget for a hot date in Malta like Joey went on? (laughs) Yeah. Or how to baby step your way to being a millionaire before you're 35. Okay, I'm looking at this episode on how much people spend on dating apps. One guy is spending $499 a month. He should really apply for The Bachelorette. (laughs) (laughs) Or this one episode, which is what our Amazon purchase history says about us. Why don't you just go and tap that subscribe button, Ashley? Um, Say less. This is really, really interesting. So to check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. Just search Smart Money Happy Hour and hit that subscribe button, which I just did. Your wallet and your next road trip will thank you. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on Wasp. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. They burned us and subject us to really horrible, uh, cruel and unusual punishment. After my personal experience at Provo Canyon School, I was shocked to learn that a man named Robert Litchfield, a man who got his start at the school that I went to, would go on to create a multi-million dollar empire. He was trying to brand us, so we were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. The Worldwide Association of Specialty Programs and Schools. They prey on, you know, a parent's really natural and beautiful love for their children in a really, really, unfortunately, effective way. At this time in my life now, if someone presented this program to me, and not just because I've already experienced it, sham, scam, beware. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Awesome to have Justin uh, on the podcast. A really incredible interview. Shared a lot with us, uh, and it, it it was a good recap of the final episode. Well, now it's time for one of our favorite segments that has stayed with us for years now, and it just keeps on giving. It's time for Bachelor Headlines with our resident expert who knows all and everything about life. It's Ashley Iconetti. Ashley, here's the first headline waiting for you to break it down. Uh... Bachelor execs now think losing Chris Harrison was a mistake as ratings plummet without ex-host despite racism scandal. This according to Sun. Ooh, yes. This is from The Sun. And it's um all because viewership has continued to drop to a all-time low with Katie's season. Um she her ratings the Nielsen ratings are just 3.3 to 3.8 million people watching per episode uh last year's run with Tasha and Claire averaged about 5 million so as you can see I'll do a math expert that that is a big percentage drop and according to a source an insider uh they claim that ABC is now concerned over losing more than a million viewers per week. And that, them thinking, is due to letting go of the former host. 
The quote says ABC execs are beginning to think that losing Chris Harrison was a mistake. They still do not condone his comments to Rachel whatsoever, but some are panicking for the direction of the show. Ratings this season are at an all-time low. I'm not saying that's all due to Chris, but numbers don't lie. Uh, however, the source clarified that producers do believe that Caitlin and Tasha are doing a good job as co-hosts. Sure. Well, it's something we talked about. It was the risk, you know, when people were saying fire Chris Harrison. It's like, okay, hey, that you everybody has their opinion on that. But what is the repercussions going to be when that happens? Um, and who knows? We don't know where the Bachelor franchise goes from here. But they're starting to talk about it. And it's a big headline. Um, I don't think it's often that uh, ABC admits that maybe they possibly made a mistake. And I don't think they've done it publicly yet. So who knows? Uh, but I, I would agree. Tasha and Caitlin did a great job. For sure. Uh, but, but. Um, who knows what happens in the future? Well, well, look at the next headline. Speaking of hosting, uh, Jennifer Aniston, my celebrity crush, jokes that she would gladly host The Bachelor after Chris Harrison exit. Now, wait a second, Jennifer. Yeah, come don't, on now. don't joke that hard because we're going to want to take you seriously. So she was asked on whether or not she, a super fan, would test out her hosting skills and follow in Chris Harrison's footsteps. She says, God, I don't know. I think I they need a psychologist or a psychiatrist, not just Chris Harrison or whoever is the host now. There should be someone they can go and talk to. Um, and then she said when people were asking whether or not she she would guide the contestants in their journey for love. She said, well, and to help them, you know, talk through their issues, she said, "Okay, well, I'll do that gladly. I'll be the one picking roses in the rose garden. (laughs) Okay, All right. Can that be a segment? Can that be a part of the show? Just Jennifer Aniston out in the rose garden picking flowers. I'd watch. That's hilarious. Uh, She said the best version of The Bachelor is the island Bachelor in Paradise. So, I mean, that makes me feel pretty cool because that means she's she's watched me on TV. And that's just the weirdest and coolest thing. And I know we've said this multiple times whenever Jennifer Aniston comes up in a headline, but it doesn't stop ever being cool. Well, and it's not unfathomable for her to maybe host a week on Paradise. I mean, we saw it this year. It's kind of uh, after the preview. We know at least Little John and David Spade are there along with Wells. And so if they're bringing in these celebrity hosts to kind of guest host a week, why not Jennifer Aniston? I don't. I mean, seriously, Jennifer, if you are serious, just make the call. We know she listens to this podcast. So, (laughs) yeah, Jennifer, come on. Yeah. (laughs) Make the call. Uh, Well, uh, as we mentioned a little bit ago, uh, Congratulations to Katie and Blake uh, on their engagement and what seems to be they're very happy and it feels like they've obviously been through a lot, but it feels like it's made them stronger as a couple with it where this headline relates to their relationship. It says Katie Thurston and Blake Moynes move on from wild couple of months as Bachelor Nation reacts to her engagement and fight with Greg. Wait, when was Blake's birthday? Because apparently she took to Instagram to say happy effing birthday, honey bear. What a wild couple of months it has been. I couldn't have done this without you. I'm so ready to leave these bubbles and start living our life. When she means bubble, she means like the bachelor bubble and like the fact that they've only been able to see each other in secluded locations. Um, but yeah, his 31st birthday was holy crap, like the same day as the finale. Who wouldn't? Wow, what a day. What a day for Katie and Blake. She said she couldn't ask for a better partner. 
says you are kind, patient, understanding, and your advocacy for the planet and animals is remarkable. I'm so lucky to call you my fiance, my best friend, my confidant. We are just two weirdos laughing our way through life together. And then um, Caitlin said in the comments, love you guys both so much. You two have always, um, you guys have always been meant to be uh, such a strong couple and can't wait to see you guys thrive together. Um, wow, what a day for them yesterday. That's cool. It's a big day uh, with a lot happening. And obviously the Greg scenario did at times feel like it overshadowed the engagement. Uh, and because Greg was a big character on this season. Well, we have a couple uh, different opinions here, which are interesting to break down. Caitlin Bristow, for one, the mentor of this season, uh, doesn't like the way that Greg treated uh, Katie. But then we have former uh, Bachelorette, uh, contestants and uh, a fellow Bachelor contestant, Connor Brennan, Connor B, as we know him, he defended Greg Grippo on Twitter last night. Uh, so we have two different things going on here, Ashley. Uh, two different opinions. What are the headlines saying? Okay, so Caitlin took to Instagram and said that she's actually watched that episode where Katie and Greg break up three times. She said she just had to digest her thoughts on it. She goes, from being on the bathroom floor, I was just thinking he poured his heart out and she didn't respond well. Now, watching back, I didn't like how he treated her. Connor defends Greg. Uh, he says on Twitter, relationships are nuanced. Breakups are nuanced. Sometimes there's not a good guy or a bad guy. Sometimes cameras and tweets can't, ac can't accurately capture the complexity of real life. Kindness is free. Love is complicated. Next headline is a big one. Greg Grippo was spotted with Bree Springs in New York City this last week, which people started rumoring about and talking about. But now we know, thanks to our friend Justin, that she's actually in a relationship. Yeah, so the headline reads, The Bachelor's Bree Springs confirms her relationship status after hanging out with Greg Grippo. But like... Definitely doesn't really like clarify much, except because she just posted an Instagram story of her of herself holding hands with a man. And apparently this man clearly isn't Greg. And she says current relationship status. Um, but she says she's going to keep his identity quiet for now. Um, and she's also not going to talk about how long they've been dating. But she's been spotted with this mystery man before. Um when he appeared to be her date to a wedding earlier this year. So that is a, that could have been a big storyline. One that I felt like we were going to be talking about for a while, but now it just kind of feels like it went away. Like they're friends. They hung out. Yeah. Who knows why yeah. or what they were doing, but um, you know, she seems happy. Yeah. She's public about it. As so Justin good says, for her. lots of, you know, bachelor alums, we hang out because we were yeah. able to relate over stuff that some, that most people can't understand. Definitely. Well, uh, as we move away from Katie season, not too quickly, we've got to celebrate her and Blake and we'll continue to update you on everything going on in their life as, as that relationship continues. We are moving into a new season of Paradise and also an upcoming season that's being filmed right now uh, of Michelle Young's season, which people have been excited about. And the Bachelorette creator, Mike Fleiss, you've probably heard his name used once or twice before, offers behind the scenes look at Michelle Young's upcoming season. This according to People. Okay, well, guys, it's not really a huge behind-the-scenes look. <laughs> he posted a picture of her in a gym with some basketballs. So it looks like they'll be playing basketball. 
on a group date or something. Um, I think he's just kind of signaling that the season is beginning. Uh, and Katie has given her um, advice to Michelle. She said, I've spoken to Michelle as much as I can because I know it's any day now that they're going to take her phone away. I think the biggest advice that I can give to her is just be open. Don't close yourself off too early. I think guys can surprise you weeks later when you don't expect it. Beautiful. Just beautiful. It is. We're excited for that season. We have a lot of things to look forward to, uh, including Paradise. And we're going to jump down to one Paradise headline here. The Bachelor in Paradise sneak peek promises drama, sudden departures, and, well, a lot of little John and David Spade. What happened to Lance Bass? Lance is still there. Lance is there. What about Titus Burgess? I Where's guess they he at? Come, do they come in later? I don't know. What's going on, <laughs> they're, Ashley? They're going to be there. They're all going to be there. Um, but the... The preview, of course, it's messy, it's chaotic, uh, and there's a lot of people who are known for their drama in there, like Tammy and Victoria Larson. She's there, too. But guys, I think the biggest, the thing that left me lingering in my heart, the thing that I saw that I just, like, I'm, like, so nervous for is that now we can confirm that Kendall does show up, and she... She does talk to Joe about why they're both there. And I just feel like this is heartbreak on the brink. I mean, yes, they've been broken up for a year and a half. But it just seems like there's still some hurt that will come of this. Yeah, it looks sad. It looked hard. It looked heavy. And we've been around them, Ashley, uh, when they were dating. And it was a real relationship that I know they cared a lot for each other. So just be interesting to watch that go down and. Hopefully they both find somebody incredible in paradise. That would be awesome. And also a little weird to be dating your dating somebody in front of the person you used to love and care about. I don't know. <gasps> yeah, I just don't know if I love that idea. Really, really hard. Um, yeah. Kind of like Blake dating Katie in front of Tasha. Pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah, that is weird, I guess. But like, you know, Tasha is very much taken and Blake is, doesn't seem interested. Yeah. And then this is a little different because neither one of them go into this taken. I'm just really worried about this because I feel like I'm going to have like a lot of like second hand. I'm just going to like the me the memories. It's just going to really hurt. OK, anyway, but then we also get confirmation that Becca Kufrin is down there. So is Tia and Ooh. Demi. So those are three big bachelor names that we haven't been able to confirm until like that teaser. And the fact that this week, um, ABC put out an, a press release that Becca Kufrin is going to be in paradise. Um, what's our next headline, Ben? The Bachelorette's Andrew Spencer addresses past insensitive tweets. I'm a different person now. Ashley, this is from People. It continues to pop up in Bachelor Nation where people are uh, kind of old tweets or things are revealed. Uh, kind of started... Uh, I don't know, a few years ago. I remember uh, even uh, with Lee, uh, that guy. Ugh. But Andrew Spencer's addressing him. Yeah, I don't know what the tweets said, um, but they have been called insensitive. And he says, I'm super sad and embarrassed that those tweets came up. Definitely not the person who I am today. I was young, childish, and immature. And that's exactly what those tweets were, super immature. I've lived overseas the last three years. Obviously, I've seen different things and I've been around different cultures and people. So I'm a different person completely. And, you know, I just want to make sure everyone knows that in my heart, I don't I don't ever really go out and try to make someone feel bad. I've grown so much and I've always been super positive. They're apparently um, they contain offensive language and they are misogynistic. 
few more headlines here. Tyler Cameron, just after uh, recently admitting his uh, absolute love for his girlfriend, Camilla, uh, they've split after eight months of dating, and the headline reads, their friends are surprised. This according to us. I'm surprised, too, because I saw him like a week and a half ago on Watch What Happens with Andy Cohen, and she was sitting next to Matt in the audience, and he called her out as his girlfriend, so like... I don't know. I wonder if like something there was like one big fight or something happened. I'm not I'm here. I am speculating. But apparently the source says to Us Weekly things were going well until they weren't. So maybe I was right. Um, friends were surprised that things ended so quickly. Um, and that's that's about all we got. But they did unfollow each other on Instagram and she stopped keeping up with his brother on social media as well. And yeah, it comes after two weeks, two weeks after he declared his love for her on Watch What Happens Live. Big headline there. Well, a couple more relationship headlines. Uh, one is one to celebrate. Uh, Vanessa Grimaldi is celebrating her bachelor at party. Uh, and uh, it's something special. It looks like a lot of fun. Yeah, it looked like a blast. Um she says, what a night. It was the best bachelorette party with the most loving, kind, and generous group of women I'm so lucky to call friends. This is what life's about, surrounding yourself with people who fuel your heart and soul. And I'm still smiling. So they don't give us the date to her and her fiance's wedding, but I'm assuming it's coming up in the next couple months. It is something to celebrate. Vanessa is uh, one of the great ones. Well, also, Cassie Randolph. Finally, I guess, but also makes her relationship public with Brighton Reinhardt. Uh, this one is on Instagram, and it's according to People. I know. So on Thursday, she shared a carousel of photos and videos on Instagram with her and her 25-year-old musician boyfriend, Brighton Reinhardt. Um, and the caption said, love exploring new places that I didn't even know were right in my backyard. Um, and then he responded saying, love exploring new places with you. Very oh. cute. And this is something that people have, I guess, kind of seen coming for a while. They've been hanging out, dating for a while, but they've not made it Instagram official until now. Big deal uh, for Cassie Randolph as she enters into a new season of life with Brighton Reinhardt. Well, hey, that's all the headlines we have today, except one last one that talks about your friends. Jade and Tanner have moved into a new home and they've showed it off on Instagram, kind of teased it, I guess we should say, this week. Yes, they did. Um, it's really right down the street from their old house. It's like very, very close. And the kids seem to be adjusting really well. The house is beautiful. Uh, it was a house that Tanner had his eye on for, I'm not even kidding you, like a year um, they did not think that they were going to move. It was like a little pipe dream of his, like with his eye on this house. And then um, just with like the housing market, it, it actually uh, panned out pretty well for them. So I'm very excited to see the new house and to see how the kids um, make it their home. It looks nice. Yep. I can tell you that. Oh, yeah. Looks, looks good. Hey. Uh, that's all the headlines we have for you today. Uh, it's also the ending of this podcast in this season. Uh, well, I guess going off of Katie's season of The Bachelor. But we're not stopping here, are we, Ash? We're going to move right into Bachelor in Paradise. We're going to continue to break down everything good going on in Bachelor Nation. We're not taking any breaks. Why would we? Because we got a lot to look forward to. And our Paradise, I mean, I, I think the star of Paradise, if like Paradise had a face, 
they represented it. Ashley Kennedy would probably be that face. At least that's what I think of. And so it's going to be a blast breaking down every episode of Paradise with Ashley. I have missed it. I mean, I just thought in my head, I was like, why does it feel like it's been so long since we talked about Paradise? It's because it's actually been like 700 days. That's a long time. It's been a long time, Ash. So, hey, we're going to be here for it. And we're going to be breaking down for you. So in honor of Bachelor in Paradise coming back to our screens, we Mm -hmm. have gathered some of the most dramatic clips, quotes from the uh, teaser. And we're going to read them in dramatic fashion now for for your listening pleasure. Ah, Of course. Okay. So I'll play Kendall and you play Joe. Let's do this. And then Kendall walks in and that's Joe's ex and Joe's with Serena. Why did you come here? Why did you come here? Kendall is absolutely trying to stop this. Okay. Demi and Mari. I'll play play Demi. Oh, you play Demi. Yeah, that's funny. Hey, got you a birthday cake. Here he is with Demi and I'm right there watching. Cool. And I'm okay. Wait, it's crying. So wait, here he is with Demi, and I'm right there watching. Those poor girls. I'm gonna steal all their men. The heat is fucking on. That's all I've got to say. And then we see the cake. There's like an actual cake in fire. Your cake is in the fire, by the way. I trusted you, and then you backstab. I'm not backstabbing you. And then Kelsey comes in and says, she's caught in a lie and she doesn't know how to get out of. Final one, because this has been so terrific. Thomas and Aaron. Uh, Ashley, I'll play Thomas and Serena. Okay. And I'll play Abigail and Aaron. Abigail says, there's definitely a storm coming, as they always say in Paradise. Serena says... Aaron is ready to fight Thomas. And Aaron says, I deserve some respect. Thomas says, don't F with me. (laughs) You are ridiculous, but okay. But that's all we got for this podcast. Thanks for joining us. I've been Ben. I've been Ashley. Toodaloo. Follow the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it, Ben. Where did you hear this? On Smart Money Happy Hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all with 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. Ooh, you do not have to say more to get me into this. To check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on WASP, the worldwide association of specialty programs and schools. 
They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. It was trying to brand us. We were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. Join my host as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor! Gene was wounded! But be careful. Because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really need your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Gene, run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.